0: This is the morning brief from the Economic Times, produced in collaboration with Avas.com.
1: Nikkarwalas from Nagpur can never, never, ever decide the future of this state. Doesn't matter how many parades they have, Tamil Nadu's future will be decided by the youngsters of Tamil Nadu.
2: From accepting a push-up challenge from a student in poll-bound Tamil Nadu to diving into the sea with local fishermen in Kerala to delivering fiery speeches, Congress leader Rahul Gandhi seems to be going all out to shore up his party's fortunes ahead of the assembly elections in four states and one union territory that's set to begin in less than 10 days. But the Congress is going to the polls as something of a weakened and divided house whether it's the perennial internal bickering in its Kerala unit or the so-called G23, a group of leaders within the Congress who have openly come out seeking an organizational restructuring. As campaign fever grips part of the country, we'll be discussing what's at stake for India's grand old party, both in the upcoming elections in Tamil Nadu, West Bengal, Kerala, Assam and Puducherry, and after that. I'm Indulekha Arvind. And you're listening to the Morning Brief from the Economic Times. Here to slice and dice what's at stake for the Congress in the coming months, our Supriya Srinath, Congress spokesperson who is in fact joining us from Assam, the first state to head to the polls. We also have with us CL Manoj, senior editor with the Economic Times, who's been reporting and writing about the party for several years and knows its ins and outs like few other journalists. Manoj Supriya, great to have you with us today. Manoj, could you first take us through how the Congress is positioned in the four states that are going to the elections, particularly Kerala and Assam, where it was the ruling party a term ago?
1: Well, uh, for the Congress, like uh, other parties, other major parties in this election, this rounds of election is very important. It's very key for them. Uh, in Kerala, has a long cyclical record of uh, the incumbent getting voted out in every election. So the left, which is ruling Kerala currently, is uh, trying to buck that tendency, as well. Uh, and the Congress is trying to get back to business in Kerala, Assam, where Congress uh, ruled a record fifteen years consecutively till last assembly election is this time fighting with uh, what they call a grand alliance uh, against the ruling BJP. So for the Congress party, given it has been faced with many setbacks uh, for different reasons at the national level, uh, every election is very important ever since
2: 2014. And what about in uh, Tamil Nadu and uh, West Bengal?
1: Tamil Nadu, as you know, that uh, it's more of a fight between the DMK and the ADMK. Not now. It's been there for the last, uh, I mean, as much you will think about uh, Tamil Nadu, maybe about uh, more than half a century. The Congress uh, will play a supporting role at, as it has been playing for the last 50 years to one or other uh, regional parties. So will be the BJP in a much more uh, smaller way because BJP uh, in Tamil Nadu is a very, small party, uh, which is trying to get a foothold by aligning with the AIDMK. West Bengal, again, is a fight between trinamool Congress and the BJP, which is uh, positioning as a new challenge. And uh, Congress and the left have formed an alliance, which will be w- there in the corner of the ring, but not so much in the center of uh, the bout.
2: Supriya, what are the party's own expectations from the elections in the four states?
0: Look, India is going through an extremely disturbing time as far as our polity is concerned. It is not just electoral politics I'm talking about. I'm indeed talking about the very fabric of this country. Uh, You know, I think the idea of India in some sense is under attack and I'm not hyperbolic. I don't give into hyperventilation. I think what we see all around us, whether it is in states, whether it is at the center, whether it's the entire student community, the activists, uh, anybody who's asks questions of this government faces sedition charges or if it's india's farmers 113 days later still out on the streets uh protesting slowly and steadily what is happening is that the foundation of our democracy is being shattered and i think whether it is this election or elections that are going to be uh happening uh, you know from here on whether it's uttar pradesh and the other big elections next year i think it's it's not just electoral gains that one has to look at one has to look at making uh, you know, putting a, uh, putting a pan in the works of people who are very systematically eroding institutions, systematically in eroding institutional autonomy, also eroding at some level India's democracy. I think a lot is at stake. We are a young nation. I think what we need is jobs. And if you ask me, the priority of the government from number one to number 10 should be jobs. I don't see that narrative. I don't see that debate. The debate is still about uh india pakistan the debate is still about hindu muslim so much of polarization in assam where i am uh, questions are being raised on uh, ca very many pertinent questions so a lot is at stake as far as the future of our country is concerned
2: sure so you're saying we should look at a larger picture rather than just focus on the electoral outcome of these specific elections right
0: I mean, we would like to win these elections. We are working very hard towards winning them. We, uh, I think we'll do considerably well uh, and, and we will form governments
2: in many of these states. Manoj, uh, coming back to Tamil Nadu, was it surprising that the Congress accepted just 25 seats in its alliance with DMK, particularly when, you know, last year at the Bihar elections, we saw the party drive a very hard bargain and walk away with uh, 70 seats.
1: Now, if you look at uh, Tamil Nadu, uh, those who have followed the tradition of power sharing in Tamil Nadu, they would say that Congress, whenever it aligned with AIDMK or DMK, the deal was to have a better share for the Congress in the Lok Sabha election and a very small share in the assembly election. Because assembly elections, the DMK and AIDMK will lead the coalition and lead the government without sharing power, even though they have been very happy to share power with whichever party runs the government at the center, I think you should uh, stop the tendency or the temptation to look at Bihar and say what happened here. We should stick to Tamil Nadu, what happened two years back. So Tamil Nadu, the same Congress party, got eight uh, Lok Sabha seats, which is huge, for that party, which is almost uh, not a player. So eight seats they got in uh, out of the nine they contested just two years back, and one uh, in... uh, Pondicherry. So, the DMK had given them 10 seats, which is huge for the Congress party, given its strength in Tamil Nadu.
2: Sure. Now, uh, coming to Kerala, CPM is, of course, trying to script history by uh, breaking the anti-incumbency tradition that's been there in the state historically. Uh, What would a loss for the Congress here mean?
1: A lot for both. (laughs) (laughs) So... uh, (laughs) Uh, you should know that uh, since uh, let's we will be focusing on the perils and the troubles of the Congress. Let me add one sentence. Sure. For the left, if they don't win this election, they will not be in power in any of the Indian states. First time such a thing happening in about four decades. So you can understand the stake for the left. If they lose Kerala, they will be out of power across India because Bengal and uh, Tripura have slipped out of thing. So they have Huge stake. Congress may have another four states to rule still. That's true. So, therefore, uh, and the, for the Congress party, yes, uh, it is important uh, that they come back to power in uh, Kerala, which has the recent local body election where the left did uh, unexpectedly better, yes. or rather, UDF uh, uh, came out with a rather surprised uh, low performance, has given an impression that this election might have the potential to change that trend
2: let's uh, also now talk about the g23 faction within the congress is it one is it likely to have any effect on you know either campaigning or outcome and secondly how responsive has the congress itself been to the you know to the groups call for strengthening the party
1: well g23 to us is a cliche in economic times we Call them change seekers in the Congress Party, because that's what they seek. At least what they are arguing that there has to be a functional uh, changes in the functional approach of the Congress Party. So you must have read Economic Times continuously refer them as change seekers. Yes. Uh? So I would stick to that. So uh, if you look at in their uh, you know that issue in the context of this assembly election, uh, I don't think uh, I don't think even BJP's. Congress own rivals, whether it is BJP or the left or anybody else in any state, has raked up this issue of uh, this group within the Congress. And also, if you look at the even these leaders, whether it is Gulam Nabi Azad, or Anand Sharma, they have made it. Uh, they made public statements uh, as early as last week that when it comes to this election, they are all united and they will work for the victory of the Congress party. Having said that, I must also point out that some of the people who have, who were party to that joint letter, they are actively involved with the uh, party assignments in these elections. For example, in Kerala, Shashitarur, uh, of course, he's a sitting MP from Trivandrum. He is among the main campaigners for the Congress party in the state, also played a role in uh, putting together the state manifesto. And if you go to uh, West Bengal, the aicc in charge of West Bengal is uh, Jidin Prasada, who is also one of the signatories of that letter. So not only there is no impact of this internal fight, which is not even part of the political discourse of the opposition. In fact, many of them are contributing to the Congress as they want.
2: Manoj, another question I want to discuss with you is about the Congress's identity crisis, which you've written about as well with the BJP trying to portray it as a pro-Muslim party. We're seeing this play out in Bengal, as you've written, and to an extent in Kerala as well, where the CPM has raised a similar charge. How much of a challenge is that for the party?
1: No, that's no secret because even Congress has not made it as a secret. In that particular report which you are referring to, I uh, quoted what... uh, Sonia Gandhi had very famously said at an event in Bombay about two years back, and that was not an indoor meeting, it was a public statement where she said there's an attempt to brand us as a Muslim party. So this is something even, I mean, mean, if Sonia Gandhi could openly say that, there was never an attempt by the Congress party to hide this, uh, how they feel about this BJP's uh, attempt and uh, the effect and the way they are trying to deal with it.
2: Sure. Supriya, let me get your take on this. Is the BJP's attempt to brand the Congress as a pro-Muslim party hurting its chances at the polls? You know, I really want to today turn
0: around and I hope you will indulge me because I'm going to give a little bit of a larger answer. I just could not hear Manoj and what he said on this. Uh, but I will make the larger point of getting religion into politics. Religion to me is a very private affair. What I do within the four walls of my house, who I worship, who I pray before should ideally be left at that. But because BJP wants to keep getting religion and because BJP wants to keep attacking us, uh, on grounds of polarization, why is it that when elections happen in Bihar, somebody in the Pakistan assembly gets up and talks about, uh, you know, Pulwama, somebody gets up and talks about, uh, you know, uh, left Abhinandan, uh, you know, people have to realize why why does the home minister of this country have to go and say kaha bajenge, whether it's Pakistan why is it that references are made I mean in a country today in 2021 if a child drinks water from a well where, where, a, where a temple was he is brutally attacked and there are people I hate to say this in civil society and media who are defending that action So, I mean, the BJP can say what it may. The reality is that the Congress Party was born out of a freedom struggle. We are a party that belongs to every Indian. We are a party that belongs to the Hindus, to the Muslims, to the Christians, to the Parsis, to the Sikhs of this country. Because every single individual who believes in India, who believes in our freedom, who believes in our liberty, is at some level a congresswoman or a congressman.
2: We've... uh... Also seen Rahul Gandhi go to great lengths to campaign in these polls uh, from, as I mentioned, literally doing push-ups. Uh, if the party performs well in these polls, are we likely to see him return to head the party?
1: Do your question presume that you are not watching him heading the party now?
2: Uh, I mean, let's say <laughs> <Yes>. the facto <laughs> de <jour. laughs>
1: He's been the. He is doing what a Congress President otherwise did it. So, if he could do it without being in the party's post, I think posts are irrelevant for him. It's good or bad for the Congress party, or good. Or, that's a different thing. So, in two thousand fourteen onwards, if you look at it, when Rahul Gandhi has been leading the Congress party in different capacity, with post, without post, Congress has been uh, has faced with more defeats than uh, in victories. But I think that only made him uh, became more and more uh, project himself as a star campaigner. Uh, so therefore, I think you are actually asking a question which is usually affecting a traditional politician in a political party, a victory and defeat. I don't think that uh, either either uh, you or me ever saw victory or defeat making any difference to Rahul Gandhi's uh, campaign style or good, but it's good for the party. That's a different debate. But since you are asking Whether he will come back as a president. I thought he never went back as a president. (laughs) So he's there.
2: Supriya, let me put this question to you directly. Is uh, Rahul Gandhi likely to return as Congress party president soon, considering that he seems to be leading the party anyway? You know, I'm going to say something
0: as a congresswoman. I believe that Rahul Gandhi is the ideological fountainhead of the Congress. Uh, I am very proud uh, of the fact that if there is one person, if there's one leader in the opposition who doesn't care about the agencies that they will unleash after him, who doesn't care about the court cases that they will uh, go after him, who doesn't care about the troll army that will be unleashed at him, who doesn't care about what, uh, you know, semi half literate spokespersons will come and say on TV or ministers who actually will not say a word on when women are raped in Uttar Pradesh, but come heavily down on Rahul Gandhi, he doesn't care about all that. I think he, he asks tough questions of this government. He regularly puts them in the dock, whether it is joblessness, whether it is how they topple elected governments, whether it is uh, the economic ruin, whether it is the Chinese invasion why is the government quiet on china today why do they not give a clarification is china within our territory when will dipsang be evacuated so these are very important things that rahul gandhi raises questions on i believe that rahul gandhi is the ideological fountainhead of the congress he sets the tone uh, i think he 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 Very, At least for me and for people like me who believe in an idea of India that I share with him, he sets the tone, He gives me the courage to speak on those issues fearlessly. Uh, As far as becoming the president of the party is concerned, I would definitely want him to be the party president. Uh, And I'm not saying this just because, you know, I think Rahul Gandhi is the ideological fountainhead. I go to a district called Maharaj Ganj. Uh, where I contested an election form and where I worked very hard. And when I speak to 9 out of 10 Congress women and men there, who your leader is, and 10 out of 10 people there say Rahul Gandhi, should I be fashionable in TV debates and podcasts like this and say, no, no, Rahul Gandhi shouldn't be a leader, somebody else should be? It's for the Congress party to decide who their president is going to be. I hope Rahul ji is going to be the president.
2: Manoj, my uh, final question. For a long time, the BJP has, you know, been talking about this Congress Mukt Bharat but of course the party has been uh, winning various assembly elections as well what does a resurgence of the congress now depend on and in in the years to come are we likely to see you know another party or regional parties likely to be the bigger challenger to the bjp
1: well we cannot say how the politics is going to be played but, you know, we are all look at uh, this election, how crucial for the Congress party. I, st- I told you some time back how crucial it is for the left. A uh, victory is there. I will also tell you how crucial it is for the DMK and the ADMK. This is the first election in uh, Tamil Nadu without Karananditi and uh, Jayalalitha. You know, these people were kind of engines of these two parties. Uh, after Jayalalitha's death, the ADMK managed to survive in power. And if this, uh, election, if ADMK loses, there's a huge question. Will they able to survive as a party in opposition without a leader? So it's a very important existential challenge for the ADMK in that way. And for Stalin has been waiting for a long time. And the first time he is leading the DMK to an election without Karanandati. And last time he lost power. And this time again, he loses. Will he able to hold this party anymore? Uh, without his, with the same kind of control his father had. So, in that sense, it's very important for DMK. But I must also say about the BJP because the collective narrative is to think that BJP doesn't face any more challenges. It only poses challenges to others. What happens to the BJP if it fail, uh, does very poorly in Tamil Nadu and South? So, what happens to the narrative of expansion in the South? What happens if they lose power against Mamata Banerjee after so much of hype eh? and uh, bringing so many people into the party? Just as so, I think it is very crucial for uh, uh, this election is for BJP in Bengal, as much it is very crucial for Mamata Banerjee. And if uh, just by chance, if BJP loses power in Assam, what happens to the CAA plank, nationwide CAA plank? So, therefore, let's not assume that this election round is uh, anyway, uh, you know, it's not just one of those easy elections. BJP has as much stake as any other political party, including the Congress. And I think that makes the election interesting.
2: Thank you, Manoj, for challenging the collective narrative about much of the polls being a walkover for the BJP and for sharing your other insights. And thank you, Supriya, for putting the Congress's point of view across. It's evident that as crucial as the election is for the Congress, neither is it going to be a walkover for any of the other parties involved. But then, nor does that mean India's grand old party is without very significant challenges of its own. When the results for the upcoming polls come in on May 2nd, we should hopefully be a little wiser about what the road looks ahead for the Congress party. You've been listening to The Morning Brief from The Economic Times and I'm Indulekha Aravind. Today's episode was edited by Shashwath Mohanty and coordinated by Bhavya Dilip Kumar. We hope you liked the episode. Do write in with feedback to the Morning Brief at timesgroup.com and share the episode on your social media handles as well. The Morning Brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a great day.
0: Avaaz.com